Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Anne from Teacher's Den. How are you all doing today? I hope you're good. I want to believe that all is well with you. And if it's not, be encouraged. The hand of the Lord is upon you. His eye sees, his ears hears, and he is very much aware. He never abandons his own. He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Don't worry about the clothes that you will wear or the food that you will eat. The Lord provides for his own. I pray that this podcast meets you well, and I pray that your spirit be lifted up even as you listen to these words of encouragement. Today, I'm going to be talking about laziness, breaking free from laziness. In my previous episodes, I talked about breaking free from unforgiveness, anger, pride, loss of the flesh, loss of the eyes, pride of life, breaking free from greed. And I pray that as you listen, the Lord will touch you and help you to understand the vices that he wants you to break free from. I am a testimony. I have had the opportunity to be able to break free from unforgiveness and anger. I pray that the Lord will also help you to break free from certain things that, you know, he doesn't want you to have anymore, certain attitudes or character traits that he doesn't want you to possess anymore. So today, as I'll be talking about breaking free from laziness, I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will minister unto your heart. And if it's something that you also need to break free from, I pray that he works it out for you. Laziness. Laziness, simply put, is your willingness to work even though you have the ability to do so. Why is that significant in the church? In the church, we cannot believe that God can do everything. So if he tells us that he has blessed us, we really don't need to do anything. His blessings will just rain down upon us. But I want to tell you today that that's incorrect. That in fact, when God says that I have blessed you, what it means is he wants you to go on to work. He wants you to go on to do the things that he has commanded you to do. And as you do those things, you will be blessed. God does not expect the church to be filled with lazy people. On the contrary, he wants the church to be filled with hard, hardworking people. So whether you're a student or whether you're a worker, whatever you are, study hard and achieve greatness. Work hard so that you could be described as a diligent person. That's the desire of the Lord. Our God doesn't want his children to be called borrowers. You know why? Because borrowers will always be servants to lenders. Let me tell you a true story. I went to a church one time and I heard the pastor constantly talking about how they borrowed money, how the church borrowed money from several banks just to be able to build the auditorium that they're sitting in. One auditorium that they call the largest, one of the largest in the world. Well, She said they've been borrowing money and borrowing money from several banks to make that auditorium look like what it is today. And I wonder and asked myself, do you really want to be in a ministry where they keep borrowing money just to make things happen? When our God who is seated on the throne of heaven has said that the gold and the silver is mine. So I left the church because I know that that's not the will of God for me.
But what does it take? It takes hard work. It takes dedication. You see, for every human being that God has created, he has a purpose for your life. And for this purpose to be fulfilled, you've got to move. You have got to move. You have to have an understanding of how things work around you. If you're going to teach people to become great, to become better, you have to have an understanding about how things in that environment work. God is calling on his children to not be lazy. The Bible actually calls a lazy man a slothful man. I look at the uh, the animal sloth and I laugh because they are so slow in all of their movements. And then yet, the Bible chooses to describe a lazy man as a sloth. That's just incredible. What am I trying to tell you today? I'm trying to tell you that laziness is not a thing of God. It is not accepted by the Holy Spirit. God requires us to move. God requires us to jump. The Bible says that the wealth of the heathen is laid up for the just. Why so? That's because the heathen are working hard. The people of this world are working hard. They are obeying at least the simple laws of prosperity. You work and then you eat. I'll have to read you something at this point from the book of Thessalonians. Chapter 3. We'll be reading from verse 6 all the way to 15. It's from 2 Thessalonians. So in case you're opening your Bibles, you can join me to read. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Sometimes I get confused. Should I read from the King James Version? Well, I like to read from the New King James Version. So join me. Let's read it together. If you're there, say I. Well, I don't think you can. So, well, let's do this together. I'm trying to get there. So pardon me if it looks like I'm stalling. Yeah, I'm there now. So let's read it together. But we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we were not disorderly among you, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you, not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. So you know what? I'm just going to switch this up a little bit. There's a particular word that I want us to see while Paul was talking about laziness. And that word is, I'm switching to the New Living Translation. And that word is idle. Idle. I'm going to read 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 7. For you know that you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you. We never accepted food from anyone without paying for it. We worked hard day and night, so we will not be a burden to any of you. 
We certainly had the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to give you an example to follow. Even while we were with you, we gave you this command. Those willing to work, those unwilling to work will not get to eat. So let me just go straight to jump to 14 and 15. He said, take note of those who refuse to obey what we say in this letter. That's the ability to work because that's what he was really talking about. Stay away from them so they will be ashamed. Don't think of them as enemies, but warn them as you would a brother or sister. So, Paul was advising the Thessalonian church to refuse to be idle. He was advising them to work. Now, one part that we left out, although it was also very important, that's verse 11, 12, and 13. He said, yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work and meddling in other people's business. That's what happens when you become lazy. You start gossiping and slandering people. You have all the time in your hands. You know, even the world says it, that an idle mind is a devil's workshop. Is that really what we desire for ourselves? That we use our spare time to gossip about people, to slander the character and the image of other people, simply because we have the time in our hands. What did Paul say? Paul said in verse 12, he said, we command such people and urge them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and work to earn their own living. As for the rest of you, dear brothers and sisters, never get tired of doing good. That's the message I bring to us all today. I want to encourage you. Laziness is not of God. The church needs to rise up and understand that. That God is a provider of all the God owns the gold and the silver. He needs you to work. God needs you to work. Put your hands to good use. He wants to bless you. He wants to prosper you. But you have to give God something to work with. Don't you understand? You have to give him something to work with. Our God wants to show you what he is like. But some of us have decided that once a prophecy, a good prophecy, is being given about me, I'm just going to sit down and wait for it to manifest. But look, once the prophecy of prosperity is spoken into your life, it means that you should move. It means that you should act. It means that you should take action. The Lord says, I will bless your bread and I will bless your wine. Do you know what that means? You need to get up and make the bread. He's telling you that all the resources for you to make the bread is available. Use it. I will bless it. You need to rise up. God has deposited into each and every one of us gifts, talents that need to be put to good use. We need 
to use it. Use these gifts. Win souls for Jesus. That's the essence of the gifts that God gives us. Now, if you're lazy, you can't stick to time. We need you to be somewhere at 8 a.m. And you say, well, I'm not a morning person. I can't be there. Wow. How are you going to survive it? I have also come to realize that people who who are lazy are actually the ones with big dreams. I, I actually noticed that. When you ask them, oh, so what's your plan? What do you intend to do? With your life, are you just going to be here idle all day doing nothing? What's, what's really your plan? I'd like to know. And then the next thing that you hear is, if I can just get like $5 million, you know, there's this airplane that I want to build. If I get like $5 million, I'll be able to do it. I won't be here. I won't just be sitting down here idle. I'll be building my plane. And I'm in shock. The Bible says, despite not the days of humble beginnings, this same Bible says that though my beginning be small, my latter end shall greatly increase. So, whatever it is your hand find it to do, do it and be diligent in it. The Lord will bless it. The Lord will prosper it. Remember, when God put Adam in the garden, he gave him work. He gave him work. Take care of the animals. Watch over them. Feed them. You're their master. Make sure that they're fine. That was work. And then you want to sit down, lazying all day, watching TV. How does that bless you? Let alone bless others. Or God has given you the gift of singing and you're just watching other people singing all day on TV and you're critiquing them. Oh, this person sounds funny. Oh, I don't like it. I can sing better than that person. Seriously. Or you see someone talking to people, addressing them and trying to help them to be better people and all you're doing is critiquing and assessing every word and how it's being pronounced and you know oh my this person shouldn't be speaking on stage who, who told you you can talk you have a thick accent oh bless you and you're just here at home sitting on the couch with a large chip box in your hands or chip bag eating chips all day and you know I want to encourage you today the Lord has not called any of his people to be lazy that gift that he puts inside of you put it to good use put it to good use let me leave, read you something from Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4 and 5 lazy hands make for poverty but diligent hands bring wealth he who gathers crops in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. Now, there are two things I can pick up from here. Laziness equals poverty. 
and then verse 5 that says he who gathers crops in summer is a prudent son but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son do you know that winning souls for christ is also work when you don't sit down you get up take it upon yourself talk to people about jesus do the work of an evangelist it's also work if especially that's what the lord has called you to do you can do that and the lord himself will find ways to bless you god always opens doors for people but remember what we read from second thessalonians chapter 3 from verse 6 to 15 remember that Apostle Paul was also doing the work of an evangelist. But what did he say? He worked hard to be able to buy food for himself. He said he had the authority to tell the Thessalonian church to feed him. But he didn't want that because he needed to show them a tradition that they had to imitate. So even as an evangelist and an apostle... He worked. He worked. So, I'm not saying this. Paul said it. And I am particularly saying this because the church needs to stop begging. The body of Christ as a whole needs to stop begging. We should not be the lazy ones. We should not be the ones asking for money. We are called to be a blessing because we serve the God who owns the gold and the silver. Think about it. He's the God who owns a cattles, the cattles upon a thousand hills. That's how the Bible describes him. He's seated on the throne of heaven and he has made the earth his footstool. Our God is almighty. He's all powerful. But he expects you to just be a human being. You can't be a superhero. He is a superhero. You just be a human being and let him teach you how to be like the human that he created. He will let you know what your purpose is. He will give you the instructions as to how to fulfill this purpose. But you know the only way to achieve this is by understanding your relationship with your father. If you do not have a relationship, it's almost impossible to be able to get the instructions or even know what your purpose is. So what do I do? I advise you, build a relationship with your father. Draw closer to your master. Repent from laziness. Turn to him to bless you with the spirit of a diligent man, a spirit of excellence, so that whatever your hand will find to do, you will do it very well, so that the Lord will bless you. Proverbs 12:11 also says, Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense. Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends up in forced labor. 
Remember what the Bible also says. He says that when we work hard, the gifts and the talents that God has given to us, because of these gifts, the Lord will make room for us. We will not stand before mere men. We will stand before kings. Stop sleeping. Wake up. Get up. Move. Make a difference. Add value. That's what the church is to be doing. Thank God for the church of Christ right now. That's what we do. As for those of us who have not learned to put this to practice, the Lord is teaching you today. Don't be a slothful person. Don't be a sluggard. Don't be a lazy fellow. Break free from the spirit of poverty. By breaking free from poverty, you have to break free from laziness. You see, sometimes I think that's what our pastors need to be saying. I command the spirit of laziness to get out. Don't command the spirit of poverty to get out. Command the spirit of laziness to get out because that's actually the problem. The problem is not the poverty. The problem is the laziness. If our people can stop being lazy, then they will be blessed. I don't want to talk too much and make this podcast so long that you get tired of listening. I just want to encourage you. I just seriously want to encourage you. Laziness should not be found in the body of Christ. Whether you're a student, study. Study your books. Study your books. Shine. You're called to shine. In your school, shine. Let the light of Christ shine brightly in you. At your place of work, shine. When they want to talk about people who are hardworking and diligent, let your name be mentioned. Let your name be mentioned. Be a gift to your generation. Be a testimony. I pray that the Lord will touch you. I pray that the Lord will teach you. I pray he shows you the way. I have to end this podcast here. The Lord is delivering us from a spirit of poverty and he's pouring upon us the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of excellence. May the hand of the Lord continually be upon you. May his face continually shine upon you. Be blessed. Stay encouraged. This is Anne from Teacher's Den. Bye-bye.